to see everybody Tuesday night. Hope that you are doing good. We're going to hop right into this. The Columbia Bugle video. This is Tucker Carlson. The big news right now, of course, is that Russia is massing its troops along the Ukraine border. Of course, they never did that under Donald Trump. North Korea was not flying missiles into the North China Sea. Uh, <laughs> China was not flying uh uh, missions over Taiwanese airspace. None of that was happening, of course, under Donald Trump because they were way too terrified to do it. But now they see the feckless, weak leadership of Joe Biden. Putin is doing whatever he wants. Xi Jinping is doing whatever he wants. North Korea is doing whatever they want to do. That's just the way that it is whenever you have a fraudulent elected president. Steve Bannon always says this, elections have consequences and fraudulent elections have dire consequences. And that's what we have right now is a fraudulently elected, weak, feckless president. The reason why he is in the Oval Office is because of the fraudulent response to COVID-19, which led to the fraudulent elections in 2020, where everybody was treating it as if we had a bubonic plague around and nobody could vote in person because they're afraid they were going to die. That's what they put out to everybody, so you end up with Zucker boxes all over every urban center in America, in Atlanta, in Milwaukee, in Pittsburgh, in Philadelphia, in Phoenix, in Las Vegas, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and that is why we ended up with manufactured ballots in the middle of the night appearing out of nowhere when they did the, for the first time in history, shut down vote counting in the middle of the night. You know you've never seen that before. I've never seen it before. I've been paying attention to elections since the mid-80s. I have never seen that before. But that is why we have troops massing. This is why, again, I, I bring this up all the time. This is why you do not cave to lies. The whole response to COVID was a bold-faced lie perpetrated on America with a 99.9% .9 survival virus. And it started with the church. Judgment begins at the house of God, 1 Peter 4, 17. It begins with the church. This is why you don't abide in lies. What are the lies? That lockdowns work. Lockdowns never work. 76% of COVID cases are caught in one's own home, and that's where they send you. Lockdowns never work. Quarantining the healthy never work. Masks do not work. COVID particles are 0 0.06 to 0 0.14, uh, 0.14 microns. N95 masks starting at, start at blocking microns almost three times that size. Masks don't work. Never stop the spread of a viral infection. But yet the entire Christian world took a knee, bowed before the COVID gods, bowed before the lies of the COVID response. And that is why even all these Christians now, evangelicals that hate Joe Biden, you can hate him all you want. The reason why he is in the White House is because of your COVID caving. Your COVID caving uh, gave validity to the fraudulent response to COVID. When you caved and you strapped masks on and you locked down your churches and you quarantined yourself, you gave credibility to the fraudulent response to a 99.9% survivable virus from zero to 50, way more survivable than even the flu. That's the truth. That's what happened. So listen, you are perfectly welcome to jump into the fold now if you're a CCC, COVID-caving Christian, COVID-caving clergy, COVID-caving cop, whatever you are, COVID-caving conservative, 
if you are, but what you need to start off with are three simple words. I was wrong. Until you do that, you are vulnerable to the very next hoax that they're going to try to pull on you. So the reason why we have Russian troops massing on the Ukraine border is because of a fraudulent election that elected a weak and feckless stooge of the Chinese Communist Party, Joe Biden. So troops are massing on the border of Ukraine. What will be the response of, of America? What will be the response? And here's the scary thing, is that you've got uh, Lloyd Austin, the, the uh, Secretary of Defense, Mark Milley, Joint Chiefs of Staff, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and Joe Biden. It is a terrifying thing to think that those three stooges are sending troops by the thousands or potentially sending troops and ships into the region. It is at, when they were, they were the ones who ran the Afghan debacle, killing 13 of our soldiers needlessly, a drone strike that killed 10 people needlessly and cost and, and built the uh, Afghan army. The it's now the, uh, be the Emirates of Afghanistan or something like that. The new PLA, they call themselves the people liberate people's liberation army after just like the Chinese do gave them $86 billion worth of equipment on the ground, made them the 26th largest army on the planet overnight, sitting right between Italy and Germany, 26 overnight, all of it benefiting China. China's going to take Bagram air force base. We know that's going to happen. They've already set their sights on it. Not to mention trillions of dollars worth of mineral rights in Afghanistan, which are now going to China to build uh, computer chips. Fantastic job. Funny how Joe Biden, Hunter Biden received a $1.5 billion check from a CCP-controlled bank, and now everything the Biden administration does benefits China, including their response. He was also bought off by Ukraine. It's funny how it's the dichotomy of things. He's bought off by Ukraine. Now he's sending, allegedly sending troops to Ukraine, so he gets to say, you know what, I'm abiding in the bri bribery that you did for you know, Hunter Biden receiving $180,000 a month from Burisma, you know, and you had Joe Biden buy off uh, the government to fire the prosecutor looking into Burisma, Hunter Biden's company fired. So he gets to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to uh, respond, I'm going to give the appropriate response to the bribes that I received for Ukraine. By doing that, he actually pushes Russia into uh, China's arms, into being allies with China. It all works very well. Everything benefits China. Everything. The bribes that, that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden received, all of it ends up benefiting China. Columbia Bugle video. Tucker Carlson's opening monologue. Play it for me. Her position, apparently. Max Boot of the Washington Post fervently agrees with this. At this point, every project in Max Boot's life has collapsed into disaster, from his personal affairs to the war in Iraq, which he promoted endlessly. Having come to middle age, Max Boot is unequivocally a failure. But he's looking for one last war to redeem it all. He's thinking conflict with nuclear-armed Russia could be that war. Watch. We should be arming the Ukrainians like crazy. Uh, we should be preparing for a guerrilla warfare. Uh, if the Russians go in, and I think the most important thing we, we can do right now is to lay out a menu of sanctions so that Putin knows exactly what's going to happen to him if he goes over the line. Because right now, with these vague threats, he can be left with the feeling, well, maybe the U.S. and the, and the Europeans, maybe we're not, we're not really going to do anything. Again, you have to ask yourself, why is it more, quote, patriotic to take one country's side than the other country's side? 
We have no obligation to defend any country, either one of these countries. Neither one is American. Neither one has the same interests as we do. Why is it wrong to support one and not the other? What's wrong is to support either one of them. Their interests are not the same as ours. They're very different. Max Boot doesn't care. Arm the Ukrainians. Prepare for guerrilla warfare. Only a man completely insulated from the consequences of his bloodlust could talk like that. There will always be another think tank job for Max Boot and people like Max Boot. But what's Politico's excuse? The fashionably liberal political blog has been pushing for war in Ukraine for months now. Why? What's in it for them? Well, let's see. A few days ago, Politico published this terrifying headline, quote, Saki, Russia could at any point launch an attack in Ukraine. The piece goes on to promise that, quote, experts and policymakers are now preparing for a range of escalatory measures. Well, that sounds scary. We better send billions more in military hardware to Ukraine right away. Beneath the headline, you learn why Politico's interested, because the story is, quote, presented by Lockheed Martin. Aha. In other words, defense contractors think it is high time to spend much more on defense contracting in Ukraine. Politico is happy to make their case in exchange for money. Over at The Washington Post, you may have seen this op-ed with this headline, quote, Biden must show that the United States stands ready to support Ukraine militarily if necessary. Now, that piece was written by a man called Michael Vickers, who's Michael Vickers. Well, among other things, Michael Vickers sits on the board of the weapons contractor BAE Systems. Now, that would seem relevant because war with Russia would be potentially, in any case, highly profitable for BAE Systems. But somehow the Washington Post didn't bother to tell readers about this. It remained undisclosed. So what we need is a list of benefits for the United States to get involved in a war on the side of Ukraine against Russia. We need, we need a list. There is none, by the way. Ukraine doesn't benefit the United States in any way, shape, or form, and neither does Russia. But you have to, I love Tucker's points here. Max Boot, the political commentator, think tank guy, who will never fight in a war himself, is always advocating for war. The people that will never fight in the war themselves will never come home paralyzed, never come home with limbs blown off, nothing, never come home at all, or come home in coffins, they are, they are the ones that are always advocating for war. Hunter Biden will never fight in a war. Joe Biden will never fight in a war. Kamala Harris or anybody that she's responsible for, will, they will never fight in a war, ever, any of these people. But yet they will constantly advocate for bloodshed that they themselves will never partake in. Politico, they're putting out, basically, they're a mouthpiece for Jen Psaki. They ended up quoting her saying, we, you know, basically, we've got to get involved in this. And that very article was funded by Lockheed Martin, which is a defense contractor, which supplies billions of dollars worth of war equipment to the DOD. Washington Post, Michael Vickers writes the article, and he says we need to get involved, send billions of dollars worth of military support to the Ukraine. He, of course, works for BAE Systems, which, an, which is another weapons contractor. Understand, all of these people know each other. It is not conspiracy. They are all part of the Washington establishment swamp. The, uh, every last one of them is involved in profiteering off of wars, profiteering off of whatever legislation they are involved with. How does Anthony Fauci, who makes $434,000 a year as the highest paid governmental employee in the United States, how does he make $10.4 million since 22 months of 15 days to flatten the curve? 
because they all know each other. How is it that Nancy Pelosi profits off of her own legislation? How does Kelly Loeffler, there I'll pick on both sides, how does she profit off of all of her legislation? How is it that 75 uh, congressmen and women own stock in Pfizer and then legislate that people have to take the Pfizer vaccine? They all know each other. It's all a lobbyist hack routine that they're all involved in for the love of money is the root of all evil they will kill you for money they will not hesitate as long as they themselves are not killed it's just like when they passed obamacare everybody goes on obamacare except for the people that passed it and there's still no vaccine mandate for the United States Senate. There is no vaccine mandate for the United States Congress. There is no vaccine mandate for the United States Postal Service. Why? Because they know each other. They know that it's bad. They knew Obamacare was bad. They know the vaccines are bad. So they are not going to mandate that they themselves, the elitist bourgeois snobs, they will never have to take it themselves. It's just like the, they have no problem closing down one business after another as long as it doesn't affect them. When it starts to affect them, you'll see them start suddenly to cancel vaccine mandates. But let's stay in Russia. This is a John Cordillo tweet. Ukraine bought Joe Biden, his son. So now they're calling in their marker. Just like I said, but it all benefits China, even though it benefits Ukraine temporarily, although there's nothing they could do to stop Russia for taking Ukraine if Russia wants to take it. So now they're calling in their marker and Biden is sending our troops to die on their behalf, just like he did on behalf of China. But see what I'm telling you, pulling out of Ukraine, leaving the rare earth minerals to the Chicoms who paid him off $1.5 billion to Hunter Biden. Let's go to the next one, the persistence video. No Joe Biden. Now here it is. This is the video showing Joe Biden being paid off. Play it for me. So I got Ukraine, and uh, um, I remember going over convincing our team, our <coughs> others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, "You're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here." And I think it was what six hours. I looked. I said, "I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money." Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> you got fired. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. So there you go. Now that was the prosecutor looking into Burisma who worked for Hunter Biden. Burisma was very corrupt and he made sure that the prosecutor got fired because his son was making 180 plus thousand dollars a month for again, consultancy fees to an oil and gas company. And he's never been in oil and gas in his life. Just like he was getting consultancy fees from a bank, a CCP controlled bank to the tune of $1.5 billion. We'll go deep into that in just a minute. Townhall.com video still staying in Russia. Reporter, if Europeans aren't willing to expend their blood and treasure on self-defense, why should Americans be expected to do so? Play it for me. Since uh, last year, more than 60% of the alliance's 30 members, including half of the Bucharest Nine that are right uh, near Russia there, um, failed to meet that. Uh, their uh, 2% GDP spending commitment. 
Um, if Europeans aren't willing to expend uh, blood and treasure on their self-defense, why should Americans be expected to do so? Well, we are continuing to advocate for um, all members to uh, reach uh, the 2% goal. That has been the, the president's position since he was the vice president, um, so for many years now. Uh, I would say that uh, we have a sacred obligation under NATO, uh, and we believe it is also in our interest to support our eastern flank countries uh, and, and their security, and also to be clear about uh, the, uh, the value we have as Americans, which is that no country should be able to take with force um, another country as, as Russia is attempting to do at this point in time. Oh, really? So that, that, there you go. So no country should ever be able to take another country by force. So we're going to be in endless wars. In NATO, NATO, nobody sends in their money. They're all supposed to send in 2% to fund NATO. Nobody does it. Donald Trump was making them do it. But of course, under Biden, they're not doing it again. So nobody, and she never answers the question. If Europeans are not willing to send their troops to die against against Russia in a Ukrainian versus Russia war, why should the United States send them? Because if, if, Russia, if, they, if they're going to sweep across somehow the European Union through the Ukraine and the Europeans aren't sending anybody into the conflict, why should the United States? Remember, this is, this is Joe Biden who funded, who didn't fund, he okayed the Nord Stream 2 pipeline from Russia to Germany already. He's already done that while he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline right here in the United States, which drove up, of course, our energy prices that you are seeing currently at the pumps. So, of course, she doesn't answer the question at all, as usual. Explain to us, please, just very cogently, explain to us if the Europeans are not willing to fight for their own protection, why should the United States? Please just explain. I would love to hear an explanation. But here's Kamala Harris breaking 9-11 video. I am being briefed on a constant basis. You're going to feel great security when you see this video. Play it for me. Hi, guys. I know you've been asking about Ukraine. So here's the deal. First of all, um, I am being briefed on a constant basis by my national security team. And uh, as you know, the president, I, and other members of our administration have been in active discussions with our allies and partners around the globe, um, in particular in Europe. And the bottom line is that we have been clear and consistent for quite some time that we respect the territorial integrity and sovereignty of, U of Ukraine, and we expect that Russia would do the same, and any aggressive action taken by Vladimir Putin will be met with severe consequences. Uh, the ball is clearly in his court. I can't tell you what he's going to do, but we are prepared to take decisive action if he moves in an aggressive manner into Ukraine. So. Yeah, that's good. All right, so there we go. Territorial integrity. Let's cry. Let's look at that real quick. So they believe in Ukraine's territorial territorial integrity, but not ours, as we have an open southern border where you're having representatives of 40 to 50 states per day crossing our border every single day, going into parts unknown, people unknown, going into parts unknown. And, and they're, they're right now, they've stopped releasing immigration reports. They're not even putting them out anymore. Bill Malugin, Fox reporter, has not been able to get the most recent uh, estimates coming from um, you know Border Patrol because they're not putting them out anymore. 
That's, that's, that's where we are. So we don't even know who's crossing the border. We don't know because they set a record every single month since the Biden administration, since the Biden regime has been installed. We set a new record every single month for illegal border crossings. And remember, it's not just Mexicans. It's not just South Americans. Come, there's Middle Easterners, I mean, Eastern Europeans, tons of different countries, 40 or 50 different countries per day are crossing into our border. But Kamala Harris believes in the territorial integrity. She believes in the border of Ukraine, but she's the border czar who has yet to go to the border, yet to even show up at the United States border, United States southern border. She has yet to be there, but yet for some reason she believes in the territorial integrity of the Ukraine. She believes in their border, but not our own. All right, let's shift to this. I entitled this section, Man, the Vaxes Are Working Great. This is a chief nerd video. Dr. Robert Malone destroys the approved narrative in two minutes. Play it for me. These are my truths, and I believe they're self-evident. We should not have politicized the public health response to SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19. Regarding the genetic COVID vaccines, the science is settled. They're not working. They are not completely safe. Now we have Omicron. These vaccines were designed for the original Wuhan strain, a different virus. Whether they made sense for protecting our elderly and frail from the original virus is irrelevant. So let's stop arguing about that. We must look forward. These vaccines do not prevent Omicron infection viral replication, or spread to others. In our daily lives, with our friends, with our families, we all know this is true. These genetic vaccines are leaky, they have poor durability, and even if every man, woman, and child in the United States were vaccinated, these products cannot achieve herd immunity and stop COVID. They are not completely safe, and the full nature of the risks remain unknown. In contrast, the natural immunity which healthy immune systems develop after infection and recovery from COVID is long-lasting, broad, and highly protective from disease and death caused by this virus. If there is risk, there must be choice. All right, main points. They're not, vaccines aren't working. They're not safe. And this is what I've been saying for a while. Of course, and I get all my information from people like Dr. Robert Malone, who, of course, is the developer of the very mRNA technology that is in the Pfizer vaccine and that is in the Moderna vaccine. The vaccines aren't working, they're not safe. The original, the, if you go and get a Pfizer vaccine right now or a Moderna vaccine, you are getting a, vaccina a vaccination against a virus that is no longer on the planet. It's not on the planet. It's the alpha variant, the very first Wuhan variant. It is no longer there. It didn't work against that either, but just so you know, Joe Biden is pushing people 
And so are all the other WEF member uh, representatives of their globalist states. They're not really, again, like I always say, Joe Biden is nothing more than a governor of a globalist state under Klaus Schwab. That's all that Joe Biden is, with the enforcers being the CCP. But all the rest of them, whether it's Scott Morrison, whether it's Emmanuel Macron, whether it's Boris Johnson or Justin Trudeau or Angela Merkel or any of the rest of the WEF members, World Economic Forum members, when they're pushing and pimping and whoring vaccines, Vaccines, understand that they're pushing and pimping and whoring vaccines for a virus that no longer exists. There's absolutely no, there never was. I'm just saying, I'm using their own arguments against them. There's absolutely no reason to ever go get a vaccination. None, because that virus no longer exists. It doesn't matter what's its effectiveness against Omicron. What's its effectiveness against Delta? Hardly any against either one of them. Natural immunity has been proven to be six times more effective against the Delta variant than the vaccines were because you cannot vaccinate against a mutational shift virus because the vaccine does not shift, does not mutate with the virus. So you're going and you're getting a vaccination right now where they tell you the whole world's got to be vaccinated to get rid of the virus. Get rid of the virus is already gone. The alpha variant's already gone. The virus is already gone. These, these vaccines that, are, that they're trying to get your first dose, your second dose, even your booster, are all for the alpha variant. Some of them claim to have some sort of affect for Delta. None of them do anything with Omicron. Omicron is spreading throughout the globe. We have vaccine mandates where people aren't allowed to buy, sell, trade, or travel without their vaccine mandates. Revela- uh, Revelation chapter 13. 16 through 18. They can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without their QR-coded mark of the beast on their phone. So they have a vaccine mandate to stop transmission using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission. So what's the point of the vaccine mandate? Absolutely nothing. So the risk, Dr. Malone continues, the risks are unknown. Natural immunity is broad. And if you're going to have a risk, you ought to have a reward. There is tons of risk in taking this vaccination. At least 22,000 Americans have died on the VAERS report. However, Thomas Rent's lawsuit alleges that's only one vein out of 11 veins. And he has one other vein. That's the inf- There's 11 veins that feed the VAERS report. According to the Harvard study, only 1% of vaccine adverse effects are actually reaching the VAERS report. So Thomas Rents has a federal lawsuit with whistleblowers, signed affidavits under penalty of perjury, alleging another 45,000 COVID deaths, I mean vaccine deaths, not COVID deaths, vaccine deaths. So if you're going to have that sort of risk, you ought to have a reward. They don't stop transmission. They don't stop hospitalizations. All coming out as we've prayed. It is all coming out. Holy Spirit, continue to expose these liars and the lies. We pray in Jesus' name to the place that even the mainstream media will be too humiliated not to report on the lies and the liars. We pray in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, do this. And they had all, it's all coming out. All of this is coming out. They don't stop hospitalizations. They don't stop deaths. 82% of the COVID deaths in the UK are fully vaccinated. 75% of their hospitalizations, fully vaccinated. And it is no different in the UK. I'll show you that in a couple minutes. I mean, it's no different in Australia. I'll show you that in a couple minutes. Breaking 9-11 video, reporter, Florida continues to push monoclonal antibody treatment. Play it for me. Secondly, the FDA yesterday withdrew the EUA for some monoclonal antibody treatments because they don't work against Omicron. But Florida continues to push for the treatment for people in the state. What's your response to Governor Santis, and what's your message to the people of Florida? Well, let's just take a step back here just to realize how crazy this is a little bit. Um, 
We've approached uh, COVID treatments like filling a medicine cabinet. We're not relying on one type, one brand, or treatment. We invested in and continue to buy a variety across monoclonal antibodies, pre-exposure prevention therapies, and oral antivirals. We have provided 71,000 doses of antivirals to Florida, including 34,000 additional treatments that do work against Omicron just this last week. I'm sorry, about of a range of those treatments, I should say, to be clear. What the FDA is making clear is that these treatments, the ones that they are fighting over, that the governor is fighting over, do not work against Omicron, and they have side effects. That is what the scientists are saying. We have sent them 71,000 doses of treatments that are effective against Omicron and are effective also against Delta. Uh, and they are still advocating uh, for treatments that don't work. Uh, we've seen, unfortunately, from the beginning uh, in our pandemic response, a range of steps or pushes that have been made through social media platforms, unfortunately, from the mouths of elected officials uh, and the advo advocating for things that don't work, even when we know things do work injecting disinfectant, promoting other pseudoscience, sowing doubt on the effectiveness of vaccines and boosters, and now promoting treatments that don't work. We know it works, vaccines and boosters. We have a range of doses of things that do work in treatments, and we're providing those to Florida. Go ahead. Just of course, for the record, nobody ever advised anybody to inject bleach, but it never stops the leftist propagandists from gaslighting, which means the same lie over and over again. And eventually there's certain dupes that will always believe it. Nobody find the video. Somebody find the video. It's the same thing when they said they that Joe Biden has propagated for years that Donald Trump says there was good people on both sides, that he was including white supremacists. When on the video, he says excluding white supremacists. But it never stops the left from lying. The very first letter in the word left is lying. That is an L for lying. The very first two letters of the word liberal is L-I, lie. They are liars. They never stop their line. Now here it is. This is the biggest video really of the day, maybe of the week, maybe of the year. Chief Nerd Video Attorney Thomas French reveals what multiple DOD whistleblowers. Now keep in mind who he is reading from here are Department of Defense whistleblowers who have signed affidavits under penalty of perjury. Losing that's a felony. Felony under penalty of perjury. They are sworn affidavits from the Department of Defense. These are irrefutable facts. This is it right here. Play it for me. All three have, have given me this data. I have declarations from all three. This data is under penalty. Of, uh, this is under penalty of perjury. We intend to submit this to the courts. Uh, we have substantial data showing that uh, we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300% over the five-year average, almost. Uh, we saw almost 300% increase in cancer over the five-year average. Cancer is not being talked about except for by Dr. Ryan Cole. Thank you, doctor. Uh, we saw, this one's amazing, neurological. So f neurological issues which would affect our pilots. Over a thousand percent increase. A uh, thousand. Ten times. That's ten times the rate, and obviously that resonates. 83,000 per year, to, I'm sorry, 82,000 per year to 863,000 in one year. Our soldiers are being experimented on, injured, and sometimes possibly killed. Dr. Corey, thank you so much for your stance on the corruption. That's precisely what it is. They know this, and Senator, uh, when these doctors are attacked, not necessarily the people in this room, I'm give, not giving names, they call me. 
I'm the one dealing with the medical boards. I'm the one watching the witch hunts. I'm the one fighting them off, and I'm the one telling them where to go. I'm going to keep doing that. Senator, we also have, uh, let me give you this last thing, and then I'll shut up and uh, get out of your way. 928-2021, Project Salus weekly report. Project Salus is a defense, defense department initiative where they report and contract, uh, they take all this data that doesn't exist, supposedly, and they give it to the CDC. They're watching these vaccines. On that date, and around that date, I have numerous instances where Fauci and that entire crew were saying, it's a crisis of unvaxxed. It's 99% unvaxxed in the hospital. In Project Salus, in the weekly report, the DOD document says, specifically, 71% of new cases are in the fully vaxxed and 60% of hospitalizations are in the fully vaxxed. This is corruption at the highest level. We need investigations. The Secretary of Defense needs investigated. The CDC needs to be investigated. And He's absolutely right. The DOD needs to be investigated, starting with Lloyd Austin needs to be investigated. These are all DOD numbers. Did you hear the names of the people? Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson says he refuses to hear Testimony from whistleblowers, reading off of whistleblower documents, reading off of whistleblower affidavits, unless you name the whistleblower, of course, Thomas Rents, he is a national hero, named all of his whistleblowers, all of which are military personnel, all of which are risking their careers, all of which have signed affidavits under the penalty of perjury if they are lying, including they are committing felonies by testifying via affidavit to Congress. So if they if that if what they say ends up being a lie, they're guilty of felonies. So these are undisputable facts, irrefutable facts. Miscarriages up according to the Department of Defense. Miscarriages up unvaccinated individuals. Well, I can't say vaccinated individuals since the vaccinations have been implemented. Miscarriages are up three hundred percent. And what does Jen Psaki tell you to do? Go get vaccinated. That's the answer. 300% increase in miscarriages, which, by the way, we have seen and we have documented out of Waterloo, Canada, where normally they have approximately four, mis four to six miscarriages, four to, correction, stillborn, four to six stillbirths per year. They had 87 from January of this year to July of this year, 87 and usually they have four to six per year. These are facts, folks. These are real bodies. This is, this is not right-wing conspiracy theory. This is all written down, etched in stone, absolute fact that the left does not want to face. That is the purpose of programs like this, to get this out into the mainstream media. That's why Joe Rogan has been such a gift. Even though he leans left, he's at least a traditional liberal, which is, you know what, free to be a burden to be? Speak as you see, fit to speak. God bless them for doing that. Even Bill Maher's like that now. These are not political allies, believe me, but they're traditional liberals, which are not. Listen, none of these people that are running this COVID response, none of them are liberals. They're progressive leftist Stalinists. They're not, they're, they are totalitarians. They're not leftists. 300% increase in miscarriages. According to Thomas Rents, according to the DOD officials, Department of Defense officials with military ranks, 300% increase in cancer, 
300% increase in cancer because when you take a virus, you take a vaccine against a mutational shift virus, you get antibody dependent enhancement syndrome, which turns your antibodies, really a very simplistic explanation, but it turns antibodies from warriors into ushers where the antibody would normally attach to a foreign substance and kill it. It takes instead when you have antibody dependent enhancement syndrome, which is what is caused by these vaccines, you end up with your antibodies being turned into ushers where they attach to the foreign body and spread it and proliferate it throughout your body. That is why you see a 300% increase in miscarriage, a 300% increase in cancer, 1,000% increase in neurological uh, problems from 82,000 per year to 863,000 increase in one year. 82,000 to 863,000 in one year increase. Facts. That's why you're seeing hospitals filled with the vaccine. They're lying here. You've got to understand this. In the United States, unless for some reason we are somehow biologically different than all of the people in Israel, all of the people in Great Britain, all of the people in Australia, all of the people in Argentina, all of the people in European in the European Union, unless we are biologically different. Our healthcare institutions are lying to us because everybody there and all those other countries that are dying of COVID-19 and are hospitalized from COVID-19 are fully vaccinated individuals. Project, Project Salus, which is a DOD report, 71% of the cases currently being registered are fully vaccinated people, and they call it from the Oval Office, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Bold-faced freaking lie. 60% of hospitalizations are fully vaccinated people and don't go for their leftist lying gaslit tripe, which is, of course, most cases are from people who are vaccinated. Of course, most cases that are in the hospital are from the vaccine because most people are vaccinated. No, 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 no. You said that when people got vaccinated, they wouldn't catch COVID. And then you had to back off of that because everybody is catching COVID is vaccinated. So then you said everybody who's vaccinated will not be hospitalized and won't die of COVID. Well, 60% of the hospitalizations, according to the department, Joe Biden's Department of Defense, are fully vaccinated people. Man, these vaccines are working great, aren't they? Aaron loaded up. What, what does Jen Psaki say about the vaccinations? Play it for me. We know it works. Vaccines and boosters. We have a range of... Do- there you go. She knows what works. Vaccines and boosters. Really? Those are working great. 300% increase in miscarriages and cancer. 1,000% increase in neurological disorders. 71% of cases are fully vaccinated. 60% of hospitalizations are fully vaccinated. DOD statistics. Absolute fact. Daniel Horowitz tweet. I can share with you from to- attorney Thomas Rents that the number of cancer diagnoses in the military DMED system went from a five-year average 38,000. Here you go. Here's more. This is in the military alone. Military alone. Cancer diagnosed cases. Cancer diagnoses in the military went up. Usual average about 38,000 per year. Per, per year. Two in uh, just 11 months. So that's a year thing. In 11 months only in 2021, it went from 38,700 average to 114,645 cases in one year. How does anybody deny any of this stuff? How is that? What, well, gee, gee, what, was, what didn't exist between 16 and 20? What didn't exist? 
Oh, you know what didn't exist? Uh, the Moderna vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine. The comerity that they're pumping into our soldiers' veins. Men and women who have a 0% chance of dying of COVID statistically. 0% chance. You know how many kids have died? Yeah, you know, of course, you're going to hear in a minute, all the vaccine pimps and whores like Peter Hotez on C at CNN. You got to get your kids vaccinated. You got to do, how many kids died of COVID-19 in the UK? Zero to 14 years of age. Zero, 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 zero. And they want to vaccinate your kids. And the statistics are no different here. Funny, isn't it? I'm actually, the opposite of funny, absolutely tra tragic. But it's awfully weird that from 2016 to 2020, uh, there was approximately 38,000 cases of cancer per year in the military, and that went up to 114,000 right when the vaccines were implemented because of antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. If you're a liberal, you're going to face these numbers? You're going to look at them in the face? And let me just say this. I watched a very prominent sent to me by Pastor Rodney Howard Brown the man who stood up and got arrested for keeping his church open and set the tone for what should have been the response of all of Christians, but most Christians are too cowardly to do it. But he sent me a, pro a video from a very prominent pastor who is pimping and whoring vaccines. How does that make you feel, pastor? You're saying you're doing that for the health and well-being of your people? Really? Well, the military, since they've implemented your illustrious vaccines, of which you opened your church and made your church a den of pimping and whoring these vaccines... And I'm talking a huge name in Christianity, a huge name. How does that make you feel that the military went up from 38,000 cancer deaths to 114,000 cancer deaths in one year? Oh, you're such a purveyor of love, aren't you, pastor? You COVID caving coward. All right, let's go to the next one. Disclosed TV video. New Dr. Fauci, we may need to boost again. Play it for me. What about the next booster shot? For a substantial part of the population, they're now moving into the fifth month of their booster. So does it lose its effectiveness and how soon should they get another one if that's your advice? Well, the answer, Margaret, honestly, is that we don't know because we don't know the durability of protection for, from the third shot boost of an mRNA and the second shot boost of a J&J. &J. Certainly you are going to see the antibody levels go down. That's natural. But there's an element of the immune response, B cell memory and T cell responses, where even though you do see a diminution of antibody levels, it is quite conceivable, and I hope it's true, that the third shot boost will give a much greater durability of protection. We're following that very carefully. And when I say protection, Martha, I mean protection against severe disease. You are going to see breakthrough infections, as we've seen now, even in boosted people. But for the very most part, they're mild or even asymptomatic. That's where we would like to be, is to have that where you don't have to get more and more always every six months with a booster. We may need to boost again. That's entirely conceivable. We may need to boost again. Just so you know, if you're a child around 12 years old, you're set to get 900 boosters. That's, what, that's, the, that's the pace that we are currently on. 900 boosts, 900 COVID shots. That's the pace that we're currently on. And Fauci, and my producer Aaron just said this, and I was thinking the same thing. How many times is this guy going to say, I hope, I hope, I hope? This is a, alleged, alleged the most esteemed epi epidemiologist on the planet, immunologist on the planet. And all we ever hear is, I hope, I hope, I hope. 
See, the whole thing, you got, you've got to understand this, and I'll say this, I'll reiterate it throughout the program. This has never been about your health, not from day one. It's, it's been to get you to your QR-coded Mark of the Beast vaccine passport. That's what it's about. The vaccines have nothing to do. They don't do anything but, but cause harm. That's all that they do. Let's go to the next thing, Ian Miller tweet. Hospitalizations. Well, you know what? Before we do that, let's go back one more time, Aaron, to Jen Psaki. Can you play that for me? We know it works, vaccines and boosters. We have a range of doses. So they know what works, vaccines and boosters. Well, let's look at the stats, shall we? Let's look at this. They know what works, vaccines and boosters, right? Here we go. Hospitalizations in Marin County. Now, what is Marin County? It is the largest county in the United States population-wise in California where 80% of the seniors have had a booster dose. They know what works, boosters and vaccines, right? Not monoclonal therapies, not losing weight, not exercise. But vaccines, right? Not ivermectin, not hydroxychloroquine. Boosters and vaccines work. Where 80% of seniors have had a booster dose and now 47% higher than they were at least, let me say that again, and now 40% higher than they were at last winter's peak when no one was vaccinated. So they've gone up 47% since no one was vaccinated. It's the same thing. Leave this up. It's the same thing as the overall death count. Just roughly, Donald Trump had approximately 300,000 people die of COVID under his, under his reign. Joe Biden has had 450,000 Americans die of COVID under his reign. Now, what didn't, Joe, what didn't Donald Trump have? Donald Trump had no vaccinations. Vaccinations have caused the death rate to go up another at least a third, at least a third. From 300,000, these are rough numbers, to 450,000, but there is a 150,000 difference in deaths. Joe Biden has 150,000 more deaths than Donald Trump did. Donald Trump had no, absolutely no vaccines under his reign, right? Well, overall, what's called excess mortality is going up in every country that is heavily vaccinated. In November alone, Germany had 25% more deaths in 2021's November than 2020's November. And what did 2020 have missing? The vaccinations because they're causing capillary blood clotting and they are causing antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. Saying this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated is quite literally misinformation. Put up the graph for me just so everybody can see it. That's perfect. You can see the line is the same everywhere you go, no matter when, whatever your COVID season is, your cases will go up and they will go up worse if you have masks and you have a bunch of people walking around with compromised immune systems called antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. Go to the next one. Here has the same thing. Philippines, remember Jen Psaki says, we know what works. Vaccines and boosters, right? It's now been over two weeks since the Philippines ordered the arrest of any unvaccinated person. Great job, COVID Caving Church. Great job. This is, this is what we have now. Great job, everybody who caved. Really good job. Look at our world now. Oh, you, know, you were so loving when you put your mask on. You were so loving when you said we're going to quarantine to save grandma. So loving. Now look at your world you created. Fantastic job. Philippines ordered the arrest of any unvaccinated person who left their home. And cases, since they've decided to do that, are up 410% and set a new record high. I don't know how many more times this needs to happen for people because all the charts are exactly the same. You will not find one chart 
that contradicts Marin County, that contradicts the Philippines, that contradicts any of these because they all look the same. The more you mask, the more you lock down, the more you vaccinate, the more your cases go up, and that's absolute fact. Or not only, they may not actually go up, they will at least match people who didn't do any of those things. At minimum, they'll match the people that didn't do anything, but usually they're even higher than the people or the countries that didn't do anything. Go to the graph for me, just so you can see it. Do you see it? Same line every time. It's the same as Marin, Philippines, a whole globe away from Marin County, Marin County, California, looks exactly the same on the graph. Orders to arrest unvaccinated, look at down the line. Mask compliance, 95, 94%. Mandates face shields and masks while in public. Mandates that you wear a face shield and a mask in public. And look at it, it did absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing to stop transmission. Yet here we go again, Biden sending everybody in the country a mask. None, masks don't work, lockdowns don't work, vaccines don't work. They don't work for the last 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. However, what's the government implementing? Masks, vaccine, vaccines, and lockdowns. Don't work, never have worked. The graphs have looked like this from day one, believe me. I've been pulling... Ian Miller, make sure you're following him on Twitter. Follow him on any or on Getter. Everybody needs to have a Gab account, a Getter account, and a Rumble account. Everybody watching on Rumble right now, you are my number one sharers. I'm shut out of Facebook. They won't allow people on Facebook to share. All of you on Rumble, share. If you're watching on Facebook, you've got to friend me. I'm not allowed to friend you. So friend my Facebook page. Friend the Foundation Church Facebook page. Friend both of them tonight. Do it right now as you're sitting there. And on Rumble, share, share, share. If you're on Facebook, Facebook, try to share, but usually they won't let you. But I've been pulling these Ian Miller graphs. You can talk to my producer, Aaron. From day one, we've been pulling them. Both of us have been pulling these graphs since April or, or March even of 2020. They always look the same. If you do absolutely nothing, that's what the curve looks like. If you do everything, lockdown, mask, vaccine, vaccine mandates, that's what the curve looks like. And it's usually worse in those that implement the most mitigations. All right, let's go to the next thing. Ian Miller tweet again. Oh, wait, let's, let's break in Jen Psaki another time, Aaron. Hit it for me. We know what works, vaccines and boosters. We have a range of There you go. So we know what works from the Biden White House, vaccines and boosters. Well, let's look and see how they're working in Denmark, shall we? Now I want you to notice the line. Cases in Denmark are 10 times higher than when vaccine passports were reinstated in November. And they're now second in the world in case rate, even with over 90%, second in the freaking world in case rate, with a 90% vaccination rate. So sure, vaccine passports are completely useless, but at least they're also discriminatory. Absolutely correct. You're mandating a vaccine to stop transmission with a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission. There you go. You see the lines? It is the same every single place that you go. Let's go to the next thing. Uh, base Croatia video. This guy, I will not pronounce his name correct. And you got to read the subtitles. Cro Croatian MEP Maslov Kolakusic addressing right to his face. MEP Maslov Kolakusic to Emmanuel Macron, president, French president, addressing him to his face. This is what you have to do. This is what you're supposed to do as a Christian. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. It's not talking about physical violence. It's talking about spiritual violence. In order to be spiritually violent, you must stand and look your oppressors in the eye and speak to them the word of God. That's what you're supposed to do. Preach the word instantly, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Second Timothy chapter four, verse two. This is a great example of how at least strategically to speak 
play for me? Poštovana predsjednice, poštovane kolege, dragi građani Europske unije, predsjedniče Macron, s obzirom na brojna ukidanja i ograničenja građanskih prava i sloboda u Francuskoj tijekom pandemije, ja vas molim samo jednu stvar, a to je da dok predsjedate Europskom unijom činite upravo suprotno svemu onome što ste činili u Francuskoj. S druge strane, Danas ste istaknuli da ste ponosni što u Evropi ne postoji smrtna kazna. Desetine tisuća građana su preminule od posljedica cijepljenja. Obvezno cijepljenje predstavlja smrtnu kaznu i istovremeno izvršenje smrtne kazne za brojne građane. To mora ostati izbor svakog građanina. Ubojstvo je ubojstvo. Vi koji to ne znate i niste se educirali, imate službene stranice Europske zdravstvene organizacije. Thank you very much. He's absolutely right. Tens of thousands of East of, of European Union members are dying because of the vaccinations. Emmanuel Macron, it's the same thing as abortion. Emmanuel Macron's against the death penalty, but yet he's forcing everybody to take a vaccination that's killing people, just like just like he's pro-choice. All these alleged purveyors of life, these life savers, these lifeguards out there, allegedly are trying to save people's lives. Allegedly, five million people have died of COVID. Allegedly, I don't believe any of those numbers, but let's use their numbers against them. Between five and six million people have died of COVID during the 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, right? During that exact same time, between 80 and 100 million babies have been aborted. But these purveyors of life, these alleged lifeguards, are out there trying to save five to six million people while butchering 80 to 100 million people. During the 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, about three million babies were aborted in America. And allegedly, the purveyors of life are trying to save the 860,000 Americans that have died of COVID-19. Are you wondering, could it be any more convoluted? Of course it's convoluted because their father is the devil. They belong to their father, the devil, and they want to carry out their father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth because there is no truth in him when he speaks. When, it, when he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Follow the bodies, follow the lies. You will find the devil and you'll find the Democratic Party. Those verses are John chapter 8, 44 and 45. Nancy video. This is, this is Fauci. This is some interesting data right here. Play it for me. Make you worse. And there are diseases in which you vaccinate someone. They get infected with what you're trying to protect them with and you actually enhance the infection. You can get a good feel for that in animal models. So that's going to be interspersed at the same time that we're testing. We're going to try and make sure we don't have enhancement. So the worst possible thing you could do is vaccinate somebody to prevent infection and actually make them work. Does yeah, the, the worst thing you can possibly do is vaccinate somebody against the very illness that you caused them to get worse. And oh boy, is that happening right now? It's absolutely happening all around the globe right now with the hospitalization rates in Australia, in Israel, in the UK, in any other place that's actually honest, the hospitalization rates are going through the roof with people who are vaccinated against the disease. Are they speaking about ADE, ADE which is antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome? 
Maybe, maybe not. Who knows what Fauci was talking about? But here's the thing. That's exactly what is happening right now. This was an interesting quorum that was going on on Capitol Hill. This is, this is Senator Ron Johnson's hearing that he was having. That's where P Thomas Rents was speaking. He had a myriad of doctors who are now probably considered rogue, but they were not rogue before COVID. But now they're rogue, right? They're all experts in their field, sought after for their testimony, sought, af sought out after their, their expertise in immunology and epidemiology and a myriad of other things. But now they're rogue doctors. But Ron Johnson, who's one of the actual few non-establishment Republicans, non-swamp Republicans, who actually has a conscience, he's holding a hearing where all of these people can speak. Now let us, let's set this up again. Give me Saki one more time, Aaron. We know it works. Vaccines and boosters. We've remember that now. That's uh, that's what they say from the White House, right? Here's Chief Nerd video. This is Paul Alexander, PhD, on the spike in cases in the UK. Play it for me. I think the key point he was making is: had we been using a, a vaccine that could sterilize the virus, that could stop transmission, we would not be in this situation. Whether or not the vaccine is needed, and the problem here is this vaccine does not stop infection does not sterilize the virus, so it does not stop the transmission. You can never, ever get to population herd immunity 100% with these vaccines. Impossible. Now, <clears throat> and there's also, Dr. Malone mentioned the data. We have some brand new data from the UK and Scotland uh, this week, the third week of reporting for 2022, which demonstrates conclusively that the vaccine is driving the second dose and third booster dose is driving massive infections in the vaccinated. And it is a big, big problem. So you heard Fauci just a minute ago, the worst thing you can do is vaccinate people and cause them to get the very disease that you're vaccinating them against. And there you have Dr. Paul Alexander saying that there is great empirical data that is showing that the vaccine is driving people to get the very illness that they're vaccinated against. That illness, of course, being Omicron or COVID-19. And that's what's filling up the hospitals in the UK. These are absolute facts. Let's turn to Australia. New South Wales, uh, this is a Rise Melbourne video. New South Wales, the clown show rolls on. 80%, 80% of deaths are fully vaccinated people. Don't believe me? Here's their own press conference. Play it for me. Uh, New South Wales Health is reporting the death of 29 people with COVID, 16 men and 13 women. And can I express my sincere condolences to the families for their loss? Of the 29 people, five people were aged in their 60s, three people were in their 70s, 14 people were in their 80s, six people were in their 90s, and one was more than 100 years old. Two people re had received three doses of the COVID vaccine, 21 people had received two doses, and six people were not vaccinated. The one person that was under 65 was not vaccinated and also had serious underlying... So they come out, and I've been mocking these... Uh press conferences for forever. So they come out and they do a press conference. First of all, in New South Wales, there's over 6 million people that live in New South Wales and they have 29 deaths and they shut down the entire world. They are now a complete and total police state in Australia. Complete and total police state. They are gone. Okay, without, the, without a political revolution in Australia, Australia is gone. They're gone. Completely and totally locked down. You can't buy, sell, trade, or travel in the entire country of Australia without your QR code on your phone, Mark of the Beast vaccine passport. So they come out there with these lunatic press conferences, 
They're lunatic in a myriad of reasons. First of all, 29 deaths out of 6 million people in one province alone. So 6 million, it's over 6 million that lives in New South Wales. 29 people die. Of the 29 people, 23 of them are fully vaxxed. Now I want you to understand something very quickly. And I've gone over this before, but I'm going to go over it again very quickly. You've got to know how they actually categorize the the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. In Australia, you're considered unvaccinated if you have one dose. So even the people of the six that were unvaccinated, probably a lot of them had one dose. But using their own statistics, look look how insane this is. Of the 29... Uh, 21 of them are over the age of 80, over the age of 80. So they probably have about the same uh, average age of death there as we do. And you shut down an entire country for people that are dying past your average age of normal death. Average age of death of COVID in the United States is 79. The average age of death in America is 77. And you shut down an entire world for this. I just want to show you the absurdity of all of it. But the greatest absurdity is, is you have the chancellor there, the health chancellor, the health director, whatever she's called of New South Wales, coming out and touting vaccines and saying that vaccines are the answer. While 23 out of 29 of their COVID deaths were fully vaccinated people and some of them had the booster. How does that make sense to anybody? There's absolutely no verbiage to even explain it. That the very people that come out and say 80% of our COVID deaths are fully vaccinated. And here's your answer. Go get the booster. That shows you that it has absolutely nothing to do with your health. It has to do with you adhering to their orthodoxy. Their orthodoxy is you will get vaccinated. You will mask. You will get boosted. Or you are not part of society. It's been about this from day one, to mark you, distance you, control you, and dominate you. It it wasn't all the COVID-caving pastors out there, well, you know, we closed up for a couple weeks to see what was going on. No, 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 it's no excuse. You should have been able to discern this. I certainly did. Something is wrong here. I'm sensing some demonic presences in the air. You should have been sensing it. You should have known. If you didn't and you've repented, great, welcome to the club. If you've never said I was wrong to close, lockdown, mask, vax, you're not part of it yet. You can hate Biden all you want. You can, you can be like some of these Republicans out there who are against vaccine mandates but took the vaccine. You can, do, I mean, you can do that if you want to, but you are vulnerable unless you say I was wrong. It's called repentance. But the absolute absurdity of going out and touting a vaccine where 80% of the death count was fully vaccinated people, you've got to understand it was never, not for one day, not for one second, not for one minute, it was never about your health. It was about getting you QR coded so they can track all your movements and profit off of those movements to turn the world into being a, into being a system of haves and have-nots where the haves track your movements and profit off of your movements. That's what it's always been about. Wittgenstein video. Uh, here, oh, it's just another absurd uh, Australian death summit. Play it for me. Thank you very much, Minister. Sadly, we have uh, 10 deaths to report today. Uh, one woman in her 40s, one, in her fi- one person in their 50s, uh, six in their 80s, and two in their 90s. 
of these three had had, sorry one was unvaccinated six had received two two doses and three had received boosters so there you go nine out of ten nine out of ten fully vaccinated people and yet that exact same person will tell you that the path out of the pandemic is for you to get vaccinated and not only get vaccinated because in Australia soon you will not be considered fully vaccinated until you get the third dose. You won't be able to buy, sell, trade or travel. It's like Alex Jones says, there's no difference really. There's the only difference between the vax and the unvax is one dose because eventually you will be unvaccinated. In, in Israel, you will soon be considered unvaccinated because they are mandating a fourth dose. That's coming. It's the same thing that's coming. It probably gonna, they're gonna try to make that happen in the United States. It won't succeed because a red wave is coming, but they are trying to make that happen right now in Australia. But right there, another one, it's absolutely absurd to be at a podium talking about vaccinations are the path out of the pandemic when nine out of the 10 COVID deaths that you're reporting on were fully vaccinated people. Aaron, let's hit Jen Psaki again. We know it works, vaccines and boosters. All right, back to me. So here we go. Now back to Ron Johnson's video. Are we on Chief Nerd? Is that the right place? All right, here we go. Dr. Peter McAuliffe, play it for me. That the CDC and academic medical centers will say, and they will go to a home base that they will say that the vaccines are associated with a reduction in hospitalization. And this will come up. The CDC in the last few days said there's five more papers showing the vaccines, even with Omicron, are associated with the reduction in hospitalization. But it's only in U.S. hospitals, not in South Africa, not right. in Germany, not in Denmark, not in the U.K., and not in Israel. Americans should be asking the question, why are the vaccines only working against hospitalization, but they don't work against binary occurrence of the respiratory illness or reduced spread, and they don't reduce mortality, but why do they only reduce hospitalization? And by the way, they reduce hospitalization in most studies in the United States by 85%. How does that happen? That is basically academic fraud. And the reason why it is, is because these hospitalizations are not adjudicated. They're not telling us why the patients are hospitalized. And we've had multiple officials come out and tell us that 40 to 60% of people coming to the hospital who test positive for COVID are not there for COVID. Yeah. So we have a trumped up set of numbers. And to make matters worse, our CDC has advised consistently that the unvaccinated get lots of testing and the vaccinated actually refrain from testing. So the combination of not adjudicating hospitalizations and this asymmetric testing is creating a fraudulent data uh, scheme in order to make the claim that the vaccinations are associated with reductions in hospitalizations when in fact they're not. And that's the reason why Israel is loaded with fully vaccinated people in the hospital with COVID-19 and so is Germany and so is the United Kingdom and elsewhere in the United States. That, that's absolute fact, what he just said. It's indisputable fact. Israel is full. Most of their hospitalizations are fully vaccinated people. In the UK, most of their hospitalizations are fully vaccinated people. In Germany, most of their hospitalizations are fully vaccinated people. We just saw Australia. Most of their deaths are fully vaccinated people. Why are we not seeing that in the United States? Why is it that Joe Biden and Jen Psaki can still come out and say, and numerous doctors come out, 
and say bought and paid for by Moderna and Pfizer. And Pfizer's been caught before bribing doctors. I've had to pay federal, in federal lawsuits for bribing doctors. It's always amazing to me how right-wing people trust Pfizer. Um, it's truly amazing how right-wing people can't stand the left in all other areas of life, but will take a metal rod full of an mRNA experimental vaccination and jam it into their arm by people who believe that men should be in women's bathrooms and that it's perfectly fine to vacuum out a baby piece by bloody piece out of their mother's womb. It truly, absolutely boggles my mind that right-wingers will suddenly go on the side of leftists and pump a vaccination into their arm. But why is it that we have the right data coming out of other countries and the wrong data now where you can still have Jen Psaki coming up and saying, the ERs are full with the unvaccinated. And doctors will come out and these different fraudulent, you know, fraudulent doctors like Scott Gottlieb and the rest of them will come out and Peter Hotez will come out on CNN and say, the hospitals are overflowing with the unvaccinated. Unvac it's absolutely incorrect. You just heard the actual statistical data coming out of very industrialized first world countries, Israel, Germany, UK, are all filled. The hospitals are filled with fully vaccinated and boosted people. Why is it not happening in the United States? Two of the reasons why is the hospital cases are not properly adjudicated. In other words, you have no idea who, why people are coming into the hospital to begin with. No idea what categories they fit into. And... They're not testing the vaccinated. They're testing only the unvaccinated. So they have no idea who's who. It's, uh, the data is completely wrong, not to mention just flat out bold-faced lies. Chief Nerd Video, Dr. Aaron Carity explains why doctors are extremely hesitant to write mask or vaccine medical exemptions. Play it for me. Went out to all physicians from the medical board saying, any physician in California who writes an inappropriate exemption for masks or other COVID-related measures will have his medical license subjected to investigation and disciplinary action. So for a physician, just to help you to understand, this kind of uh, threat hanging over your head is worse than the threat of getting fired. If I get fired from a particular healthcare organization, I can go to another health organization or go start a private practice. If I lose my medical license, I cannot practice medicine, okay? That's how serious this is. The letter never defined what might constitute an appropriate or inappropriate mask mandate. So I have no idea if I write a mandate for a kid with a severe anxiety disorder that's worsened by the wearing of a mask, is that, is that gonna subject my medical license to disciplinary action? Uh, Physicians in California interpreted the phrase and other COVID-related measures to include vaccines, which had already been uh, rolled out at that point. It has become de facto impossible to get a medical exemption for a COVID vaccine in the state of California. No physician will write them, even when you have someone that has a contraindication listed on the CDC's list of contraindications to COVID vaccines. I have a patient, went to uh, went to her rheumatologist, specialist in her uh, autoimmune condition. This specialist told this patient, I don't think you should get the COVID vaccines given your age, your low risk of COVID. And I think there's a good chance that these vaccines based on the data that we have could worsen your underlying medical condition. She turned to the same physician immediately afterwards and said, can you write me therefore a medical exemption? 
because I need one for work. There's a vaccine mandate at work. Same physician that just told her not to take the vaccine or recommended against it said, no, I'm sorry, I can't write you a medical exemption because I'm afraid I might lose my license. Are you but telling me that patients who have known life-threatening contraindications that's to right. receive a COVID-19 vaccine indeed are so, not being given exemptions? So, See, because it's never been about your health. If it's been about your health, then you would allow doctors to have the appropriate relationship with patients to try to keep them safe and healthy. But no, the doctors have to go by the orthodoxy. The orthodoxy is you must get vaccinated. If you don't get vaccinated, then you know what? What will happen is, you know, if, well, of course, we know what the what they say will happen if the patient isn't vaccinated. If the doctor doesn't recommend vaccination and writes actually an exemption to vaccination, that violates the orthodoxy. The orthodoxy is you must get vaccinated. That's why the, the federal government under the FDA is taking complete and total control of monoclonal therapies. They canceled them today. They removed their EUA today. You can no longer use monoclonal therapies in the United States under the emergency youth authorization because it doesn't go with the orthodoxy. The orthodoxy is you must get vaccinated because they want to get you to the vaccine passport. This is all about global control from the globalist bourgeois elite. That's what it's been about from day one. The Fauci's of the world funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology, causing the virus, and then offering you their solution, which leads, which is the vaccines, leading to the vaccine mandates, the vaccine passports. That's what it's been about. Please read Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18, that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and that number is 666. Revelation 13, 16 through 18. Know it because that's what it's been about from day one. You will abide in the orthodoxy or you will lose your license. At the beginning, the orthodoxy was Anthony Fauci's remdesivir. You will, if you get before vaccines, you will go get remdesivir because we will charge you $3,000. The hospitals, which are run by globalist organizations, they profit off of remdesivir. They profit off of vent ventilators. It has never been about your health. Here's a great one. Lindsay Fifield video. Listen to the nurses. Play it for me. My name is Nicole Sirotek. I'm a registered nurse. I've been a registered nurse for over a decade. My specialty is critical care, trauma, and flight. Um, since the start of the COVID pandemic, I've actually been rebranded, I guess you can say, as a leading expert in early intervention strategies executed on a large mass scale using the FLCCC protocol, as well as um, ventilator, COVID patient ventilator protective strategies to optimize uh, COVID patients on the ventilators. My story actually begins back in May of 2020. I was one of the original nurses that went to NYC to help with the COVID pandemic, because as we remembered, they needed nurses. And most importantly, they needed ventilators. Well, I was the whole package, a flight nurse that can manage ventilators. And when I arrived there, 
um, the gross negligence and the medical you know, malfeasance that happened in there and the complete medical mismanagement of these patients is what had led a, has led us to the situation that we're in right now. The pandemic and the hysteria that was created from poor public health measures and poor execution of appropriate early intervention strategies and the handicapping of medical professionals doing their job has led to where we are right now and into the crisis situation that we are in. I will use several key case studies that will represent larger uh, descriptive statistical information for what I'm going to speak of. But when I was in New York, and what continues to happen today is that many of them are not dying from COVID. Now, many people don't know about me is that I'm actually a master's prepared biochemist and I have worked extensively with the HIV uh, virus tracking uh, genetic mutations. So I feel very comfortable going toe to toe with some of these doctors here, although I am not a doctor, I'm just a nurse. But what we saw in these front lines, we knew what was happening. And when we asked for the ibuprofen, they said, no, it was contraindicated. When we asked, like, why aren't we giving them steroids? Oh, well, it's not. We're just following orders. Following orders has led to the sheer number of deaths that has occurred in these hospitals. I didn't see a single patient die of COVID. I've seen a substantial number of patients die of negligence and medical malfeasance. On the front line in NYC, did not see a single patient die of COVID, saw them die of medical malfeasance, medical malpractice. Whoops. That's what the, on the front lines, NYC, that's exactly, exactly what she just testified to, probably under oath at Ron Johnson's hearing. That this is, this is, it's never been about your health. It's been about establishing control over your life. And boy, is it worked good. Not for most of us watching this. I know I'm preaching mainly to the choir, but I know there's, a, there's some people that are watching right now that we could turn and maybe convince you to come onto our side about this stuff. Hey, uh, Aaron, hit Saki for me one more time. We know it works, vaccines and boosters. We have a range of doses of things that do work in treatments, and we're providing those to Florida. Absolutely bull-faced lie. That's not true at all. And that's the thing. It didn't go by the orthodoxy. Ron DeSantis, you know, wants to provide monoclonal therapies. I remember seeing this one statistic coming out of Miami Hospital. 66% of the people receiving monoclonal therapies were fully vaccinated. See, even if you're fully vaccinated, if you don't stick with the orthodoxy and just go ahead and die fully vaccinated... Instead of choosing monoclonal therapies, Joe Biden has no problem with that at all. You will stick with the orthodoxy. The orthodoxy is, you know, you will get vaccinated. The vaccinations kill you. That's just the way. That's how the orthodoxy works. If, if somehow you stay alive, then that's how the orthodoxy works. But you will not violate the orthodoxy because it's all meant to get you to the vaccine passport. Chief Nerd Video, Dr. Paul Merrick on the use of remdesivir. Play it for me. If you look at the four independent studies, including the large study by the WHO, it shows the opposite effect. Remdesivir increases the risk of death. Let me say that again. Remdesivir increases the risk of death by 3%. It increases your chances of renal failure by 20%. This is a toxic drug. But just to make the situation even more preposterous, the federal government will give hospitals 
a 20% bonus on the entire hospital bill if they prescribe remdesivir to Medicare patients. The federal government is incentivizing hospitals to prescribe a medication which is toxic. So, it should be noted that remdesivir costs about $3,000 a course. Dr. Corey spoke about ivermectin. Ivermectin reduces the risk of death by about 50%. It costs the WHO two cents. Two cents. So as regards dexamethasone, this is the wrong drug in the wrong dose for the wrong duration of time. Yet every clinician in this country will absurdly use this homeopathic dose of dexamethasone. Why? Because the NIH tells them to do this. So what the NIH and other agencies have ignored are multiple FDA-approved drugs. These are FDA-approved drugs. These are not experimental drugs, which are cost-effective and safe and have unequivocally unequivocally been shown to reduce the death of patients in the ICU and in hospital. Outside of the vaccines themselves, the greatest criminality in this entire 23 months of 15 days to flatten the curve is the use of remdesivir. Remdesivir has killed more people than anybody knows. And we have got to have Nuremberg-level tribunals because these people knew that it was a failed malaria drug that caused organ failure, namely renal slash kidney failure. They knew it going in and yet prescribed it anyway. And doctors are such sheep that they themselves are no, they're no better than evangelical pastors. Absolutely sheep. Somebody tells you to jump and you say, ha ha. Absolutely sheep, cowardly sheep. And they're sitting there watching people die on ventilators because you're not supposed to ventilate people who have lungs full of fluids. And they know it. That's what the nurse was testifying to a minute ago. Back to remdesivir. Listen to this now. This is from the Gateway Pundit. The first case of COVID-19 in the U.S. treated with remdesivir was in late January 2020. Two weeks later, China was mass producing the drug. Funny how that always works out, isn't it? Funny how it always works out. They owned all the PPP. They caused the virus, funded by Anthony Fauci, funded by Peter Daszak, funded by Bill Gates, funded by Ralph Barrick and the Bat Lady, Dr. G. Two weeks later, China was mass producing the drug. The firm, remember the names. Remember, Dan, Dan Bongino always says this remember the names. The firm Gilead Sciences and Dr. Fauci are in the middle. Gilead is also connected with Wuxi or W W it's W U X I Wuxi maybe Aptech and George Soros and George Soros. Holding this web together is the fact that Gilead has endorsed and is engaged with the drug purchasing group Unitaid U N. I-T-A-I-D, 
is an outgrowth of the United Nations. Millennial Declaration 2000, which is now the UN Global Compact. The large investors in Unitaid include the World Health Organization. Get the, na get the names now. Gilead is endorsed and engaged in a drug purchasing group, Unitaid. Gilead is who put out Remdesivir. Unitaid is an outgrowth of the United Nations. The large investors in Unitaid include the World Health Organization, George Soros, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and a partnership with the Clinton Health Access Initiative. Both Dr. Fauci and Deborah Burks are associated with the Clinton Health Access Initiative. Funny how that works, isn't it? That these are all leftist organizations who are pimping and whoring remdesivir, which has killed more people. The vaccine will pass it easily, but has killed tons and tons, thousands of people through renal failure. The one person behind promotion of Gilead's remdesivir is the doctor who worked with Gilead for a long time. His name is Dr. Anthony Fauci, who has downplayed and criticized the use of the much cheaper, cheaper drug, hydroxychloroquine, these are my own words, and of course, also, ivermectin, which the doctor, Dr. Paul Merrick, said, ivermectin lowers the death rate by 50%. So I want to know, I want to know how Anthony Fauci, who makes $434,000 a year, has gained $10 million in corporate stock profits since the beginning of 22 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. I would like to know his ties exactly to Gilead Sciences. And why was it that remdesivir, which was a failed malaria drug that causes organ failure, why was that pushed to the front of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, which cost about 50 cents a dose? Because the love of money is the root of all evil. And right after that, it's the love of power, which really are one and the same. Because money is power and power is money. And Anthony Fauci has done nothing just like Nancy Pelosi. They have done nothing but gain off of their positions. Here's an here's a article from Dr. Daniel Horowitz. Researchers from the Yale School of Medicine posted a preprint study in which they discovered a mutated version of the SARS-CoV-2 that appears to have redeveloped in a previously infected immunocompromised woman who was treated with remdesivir. Researchers were able to sequence the genome in a way that made it clear that it clear it was related to the remdesivir in the patient. The patient was later cured by monoclonal antibodies, which raises the question, why are we not treating everyone early with therapeutics like Regeneron, Ivermectin, Hydroxychloroquine, and other proven safe and effective drugs that don't cause renal fa failure like remdesivir and don't run the risk of inducing mutations? Remdesivir causes the risk of inducing mutations of the virus itself. This is particularly important for those who are immunocompromised. The last thing people who are already have fragile organs should be taking remdesivir. Yet that is it. That's the orthodoxy pre-vaccine and even post-vaccine. The orthodoxy, even if you are vaccinated, you will go into the hospital and you will take remdesivir or you won't be treated. There is nothing else. You can't get monoclonal therapies now. Regeneron, which had the lowest death rate is the monoclonal anti-therapy, which has now been outlawed by the Biden administration. And why is it that the Biden administration controls monoclonal therapies? Why is that? 
Why would Fauci first pick remdesivir over Regeneron? On April 29th, 2020, Fauci announced that remdesivir would become the standard of care and another study he cited was Gilead's own. His company, I'm not saying he owns the company, the one he's strongly affiliated with, was Gilead's own March 2020 study eventually published in the NE, New England Journal, Journal of Medicine, in of 53 coronavirus patients in the U.S., Canada, and Europe, and Japan who used remdesivir for 10 days. 60% reported adverse effects, 60%. And 23% reported serious adverse effects, the most common being multiple organ dysfunction syndrome, septic shock, acute kidney injury, and hypertension. And this has been... This has been what has been prescribed from day one. Hit it, Aaron. We know it works. Vaccines and boosters. There it is. That, they, 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 these are the experts, right? And now you have actual doctors who have been forbade from actually prescribing what works, testifying about the truth. Expose them, Lord. Expose them, Lord. Expose these demons, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let's finish up with something just a little bit light. Hey, guys, let's skip ahead. Let's go to uh, Philip Wegman. Can you do that for me? Skip ahead to Philip Wegman video. Let's finish up with Ducey. So we finish up on a little bit of a lighter note. Play it for me. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. So you see, you see Biden calls Peter Ducey who's asking him, do you, do you think uh, hyperinflation is going to be a problem when Democrats run for re-election? And he mockingly says, oh yeah, hyperinflation is a great asset and calls uh, uh, Stephen Ducey a stupid SOB. All right, next one, breaking 9-11 video, NBC's Kelly O'Donnell on Biden calling reporter a stupid SOB. Play it for me. He made the point that he does not like when questions are asked about a subject other than the planned event, which in this case was about middle class families and the economy. Oh, boo! So Ducey asked him a question that wasn't about middle class families and the economy. So Biden can't handle can't handle it and calls him a stupid sob and mocks him. Right? Imagine if Donald Trump would have done that. All right, another one from Philip Wegman. RNC puts together a supercut of Biden bristling at reporters. Play it for me. Ask the right questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh? Or are you a junkie? What are you saying? Go back and read what I said. Wait, 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 wait. You're getting nervous, man. That is an interesting reading in English. You, you, I assume you got in the, in the journals because you like to write. I want to talk about happy things, man. What? I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. Well, that's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No one said that. Who said that? What, don't Who you said that? that? You don't understand that you're in your own business. Can I ask you a quick question on Israel before you drive? No, away? you can't. <laughs> I'm not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. Vice President, is that okay? Another obnoxious question. Don't screw around with me. Let's get it straight. You use a rape reference? No, let me listen to me. I'm listening. Why do you always ask Don't poke that in my face, okay, buddy? Thank Don't you. Thank 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 you. Thank
There you go. There he is. All right, Donato Trumpo video, Ducey response. Play it for me. I think we have young Mr. Ducey uh, with <laughs> us right now. You heard Dana's comments and everyone's comments, Peter. Have you been called by the White House or the president and asked for to come to the Oval Office tomorrow for an interview? <laughs> no, no. And I don't think that that's coming either. Um, but what's crazy about this is I, in the longer version of the clip, there was a group of reporters that were all gathered. We listened to him explain the Competition Council, which is the reason that he's having this meeting with most of the cabinet. And somebody shouted out a question about Russia, and the president said, I'm not going to take questions right now about anything off topic. So I shouted out uh, something that's not on my two pages of questions about crime. Uh, okay, what about inflation? Do you think inflation is a political liability? in the midterms and then he said that and i couldn't even hear him because people were shouting at us to get out but somebody came up to me in the briefing room a few minutes later and said did you hear what the president <laughs> said and i said no what they said he called you a stupid sob and i said did he say sob and the person said no <laughs> <laughs> he did the elongated version you know. Prime time. Uh, yep. So, Ducey, I think the president's right. You are a stupid SOB. <laughs> yeah, nobody has fact-checked him yet and said it's not true. Awesome, awesome response. Last one, GOP video. Joe Biden has something to say to families and small businesses concerned about rising inflation. Play it for me. Nearly half of all small businesses say they're having to raise their prices. Empty shelves at grocery stores. Inflation in the United States has jumped 7%. We will lose employees. All the fear and uncertainty going on in the workplace. The prices have tripled. It's, it's outrageous. When the bills come in, what do you say? I mean, I'm almost floored. It's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. There you go. Listen, love you all. Be praying that all these lies be exposed. But most importantly, stand your ground. Never give an inch. Not one inch ever to the lies and to the globalist agenda. Never give an inch. We are here to occupy until he comes. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. Our victory brings glory to God. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But in order to have victory, you must stand in the word of God. Listen, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he, whom he may devour. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Stand your ground. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Love you all. Back here. Thursday night, 8.30. God bless you. Hey, I'm Aaron Yeager, producer of the Tom Lively Podcast. If you can't get enough of the show, you can always tune in and watch us live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also go live every Saturday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is also on the Christian Television Network. You can always watch live at TomLively.com, which is our preferred platform, or on Rumble, Facebook, and YouTube. If you miss a live broadcast, you can always go back and watch on Rumble or TomLively.com. It's also available as an audio-only show on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for your continued support and for tuning in. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, please consider investing in the program. 
Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this TLP cup. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.